Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast. I'm Callie. And I'm her dad. And this is episode 58, Shea Platypus. So this is the one where they start a trendy restaurant that is fun to go to and has good food. Unlike the one they had in the beginning. Yes. And David Rich tries to destroy love, but ends up finding it and then losing it. So the name of the uh, episode and the name of the restaurant that they built is Shea Platypus, which is a just a play on a French stereotypical French restaurant. I don't know how many French restaurants actually are Shea whatever. And what does Shea, the Shea and Shea Platypus mean even? Restaurant. You think so? Yeah. I don't actually know. Or chef. What? Let's ask Google. What does Shea mean in French? Apparently people have asked that Means? Cheese. No. That's that's in Spanish. In, among, or to. Amongst. Ah, interesting. So it's just a preposition. All right. Well, that was a lot less interesting than I thought it was going to be. I'm still thinking chef. Makes sense, right? Dr. Differentsmirtz built D-Lovinator. Gets rid of love. Yeah, I liked the bit throughout his date with... He was, like, hesitant of trying to push yeah, the button. Yeah, every time she seemed like she was going to, to give him the brush off, he was getting ready to push the button, and then he didn't. And his then date... ended up getting rid of it. His date, by the way, it was voiced by Sheena Easton, who is a... I was going to say well-known. I don't know how well-known, but she had several... Top 40 pop hits in the late 80s, I would say. As is true of many of these guest stars, they were really big in the 80s. I was going to say we should finish talking about their date, but... It follows up on my list. It'll show up later on, yeah, so... So, the formula is a nine. Oh, it was so close. And we just need a cursey pair of the platypus, right. or... Or... Yeah, that was it. Oh, okay. Or some variation, but... No. I mean, I guess he didn't realize that it was Perry the Platypus that ruined his life there at the end. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that a little bit later on. The song in this episode was Evil Love. What's which, it actually called? Oh, yeah. Some online it said the official name is Happy Evil Love Song. I'm just, I just call it Happy Evil Love Song. I just feel like it's called Evil Love. I think it is. But I, mean, I, I said it was. I like that song. I think it's fun. There's a, a funny part in when they start the second verse and the first line is Dr. Because they're alternating lines. Dr. Doofenshmirtz and his date, who is not named. She's just called Date. Yeah, so That's her name. Sheena Easton and Dr. Doofenshmirtz. So he's, the line is, when our robot armies march. And her line is, to the beating of our hearts. But the way he sings it, Almost made my top three. When a robot armies march! Because it just <laughs> comes out of nowhere. Like, it's just going along. Have an evil love. And then that screech. <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty funny. To the beating of our So, Kelly, we had three... Rest in peace, the people who wear headphones to listen to our podcast. Well, we had two callbacks. There is a reoccurrence of the Quirky Worky song, which is the second time in this episode, season two, episode five, that it appeared. 
But there were two callbacks. Did you catch them both? I guess three, technically. Madonna. Right. And when Perry came out of the elevator, that's what was playing in the elevator. I don't know. So one of the guests to Shea Platypus. <gasps> the baby head. Yes, the floating baby head. Only way that could have been better is if the zebra had been there too. Hello, Kevin. I could just picture it. The zebra walking in and turning to Cam- Candace and being like, hello, Kevin. That would have been great. Uh, the other callback would have made was, a 10 and that topped one. Was actually your number one song from all of season one. Which is? You don't remember what it was? No. You, at the time, your number one song was Do Nothing Day. Beautiful, kind and gentle, and so on and so forth, and other words I don't know. (laughs) Did Did you hear when that was in the episode, though? Jeremy called. Right. There was the ringtone that Candace I didn't know that was a callback. I just thought it was there. Okay, so should we do our top three? Well, there's one other thing I wanted to point out, and it has to do with... Oh, you know what? I can point it out while we're doing our top three. I'll start. Number three. What did you think I wanted to start? Uh, Too late. I called it. Mm. So Perry goes to kick down Dr. Doofenshmirtz's door and just puts his foot through it. And... Dr. Doofenshmirtz says, oh, Perry the Platypus, you must have noticed how I reinforced the locks, but not the door. And that was funny. And then he went on to say how it was exactly what he meant to do, and now he was trapped. And you you see later, Perry just coming out of the elevator, <laughs> smacking the door on the ground. Yes. I thought that was funny, but it didn't make my list. Yeah, it was also amusing to me, but no, it's not on my list either. My number three is when everyone's talking about this new Badger restaurant that opened up. And and then this guy like un, like shows his shirt that says, I love bather- Badgers. And he says, I love Badgers. Just all of a sudden, out of the blue. My number two, early in the episode, when Candace is waiting for a phone call from Jeremy, the phone rings. And she's like, hello. And it's her mom. And she says, honey, just calling to remind you. Beep. Candace hung up on her. That wasn't Jeremy. It was just mom. Just the idea of her hanging up on her mom that way. It was abrupt and amusing. Grandma thought it was amusing as well. Again, I said in the last episode of our podcast, me and my grandma watched this episode. So So it's fresh in your mind. My number two is at the end, the date. Different Church's day gets shot by the uh, D-Lovinator and says, I feel nothing, but, but, nothing. I gotta say, this is, you know, you talked before about, about feeling bad for Dr. Doofenshmirtz, and this is the time I think I felt the worst for him because he was so happy. And you know, Perry wasn't trying to make him unhappy. He didn't mean to. But he ended up getting shot by his own satellite after it fell back to exactly where he was standing. And I just felt really bad for Dr. D. Things don't go his way. No, they really don't. Number one was another really quotable line um, that you can just trot out anytime. It's only three words. When, When Phineas is assigning people to different tasks at the restaurant, Buford says he wants to work the velvet rope. He's holding one. He's like, I always have one with me. And Phineas says, where do you keep that? And Buford's like, I'll never tell. 
Your beaver voice sounds like a guy that's trying to sell you drugs. It just reminded me of that. How many guys do you have trying to sell you drugs? <laughs> My number one actually follows up on that, kind of. But it's later in the episode. But still, it relates to that. Buford says, you should have made a reservation yesterday. And Candace says, this restaurant didn't exist yesterday. That was probably my number four. And I want to say right in there, when she's complaining so much about not being able to get into the restaurant. I said it was a Karen. Yes. Which means some a person who wants to be demanding and wants everything their way. Yes. You could search up the definition. I, tr- I Trust me, it's there. But the funny thing, the interesting thing to me there was when Jeremy said... It's actually kind of fun just hanging out with you. And I'm trying to process what about hanging out with Candace as she pitched basically a fit for not being able to get into the restaurant was it fun. It just wants to calm her down, I guess. What was the fun part? I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like laughing help. At, laughing at her scream at Buford for not letting her in. It doesn't seem like a healthy relationship. That. I would do that. Laugh? Yeah, like if someone was mad, like... Sometimes if somebody's mad, I'll just start trying to stop myself from laughing because I have a weird sense of humor. So what You've you, seen it happen. So what Dad. you think he actually meant was it's actually kind of fun just hanging out here and laughing at you. Yeah. Okay. It's a perfect relationship. How'd you like this episode, Callie? I like it. Not funny that much. Right. I only wrote down three things. I mean, Callie's number one was my number four, probably. But um, The thing I wrote down the longest was my short list. I like the song and... It was, I kind of don't. It was amusing. So, that's good. Well, Callie, here we are at the end of the episode. So, we'll say the things that we say at the end of the, each episode, which is, if you want to get in touch with Callie or myself, then the way to do that is to send an email. And that email address is... CallieandHerDad at gmail.com. That's I'm trying correct. to slow it down, because whenever I hear Dad editing a podcast, I'm like, CallieandHerDad at gmail.com. Yes. So, you're welcome. All right. That's a good plan. And we'll go out on Ferb's line as he, uh, you know, makes a, a commentary on the fact that everyone, all of a sudden, wasn't wanting to hang out at their fancy, trendy restaurant. Ah, uh, the public is fickle. 